you're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, so glad you could join us for a very special E&M episode with health coach Jen Johnson. Some of you know her here on the E&M team, and we are so grateful to have her with us as we talk about immunity. Today's topic, as you know, is in sickness and in health, and I think it's a really important one for us because in marriage, we really can get stuck on the idea of how we're supposed to be kind and loving and we look at the biggest issues in marriage generally and we hear about communication and sex and finances but i think an issue that often goes under discussed but that is enormous is the way we're feeling physically our health and we're finishing up our month soon on health and fitness and we just couldn't let it go by especially with all the sickness going around right now without this discussion of immunity and i can't think of a better person to talk about that with us than jen because she studies that and has a passion for it and also has a very good accreditation with it but first i'm just going to give you guys a brief immunity definition there's two ways we're talking about immunity one is immunity means protection from something or exemption from something. So basically in your marriage vows, you don't get an exemption or an immunity from this part of marriage. In fact, most people actually say, and this is not usually disputed part of marriage vows, in sickness and in health. And I think that's important to really look at together that when we're talking about immunity, we're actually reminding you that when you make the commitment to love somebody, you're making a commitment to love them however they're feeling. And if you have a long marriage, there's going to be lots of different feelings, lots of seasons, lots of great moments, hopefully of health, lots of times when you're ill, one or both of you, and you don't feel like picking each other off off the floor and scraping each other up sometimes, but that's what's going to happen. You got to get scrappy. You got to get dirty. You got to get gritty in marriage. And so I just want to help you guys to know that, to know you're not alone when you're in those seasons, even if they're long ones, and also to help you to get through it with as much health as possible. So we're giving health tips today on that version of immunity, but also on actual immunity, the state of being resistant to particular infections or pathogens because you're taking good care of yourself. So you want to make sure we cover that end of the spectrum, especially because we're aware that although we have all the goals in the world, our bodies are part of our wellness and taking care of ourselves. And if we don't have that first instinct, if you're part of the Enneagram and Marriage Glow Planner, you know we always talk about each week balancing our instincts. And if you can't balance yourself, Prez, you're not going to be able to take care of anything else because that's the most basic survival instinct is, am I rested? Am I well? Can I do things in the world? And there's no one-to-one or social giving if you can't take care of you. So make sure that you allow for that, that you rest and you take care of you. But 
even more than me saying this, I'm gonna let Jen give you some tips and we'll chat about it in just a couple of minutes. Before she comes on, I just wanna remind you guys for those last minute, maybe some sevens out there who are just like, let's go. You might want to still get tickets for our Enneagram and Marriage Glow Gala. I'm so excited. My local counseling center, Reflections, is putting it on and I am just so grateful. Some of you are flying in for it. Some of you are coming locally and we're gonna have so much fun dancing together. We have a ballroom certified teacher. We have lots of goodies and healthy foods too. And we are just ready to enjoy some fitness fun dancing together. Slow dancing to romance. And I just look forward to that. So make sure you head over to the show notes or to enneagramandmarriage.com if you want to check that out. That's February 3rd, 2023. And hopefully we'll have more if you're listening later. Okay. Now, also, I want to make sure you guys know for those of you who are thinking about becoming an Enneagram and Marriage certified coach or have in the past, you know, sometimes I have my coaches on. I would love for you to join me at the end of February. So we're going to be doing those classes live on Thursday mornings. You can also just watch the videos anytime and get started on that. But some people were waiting for another live class. So we're going to be starting that at the end of February. Head on over to EnneagramMarriage.com. If you're passionate about helping couples to find their glow together, to really find their mission together, if you really want to help bring them peace and love and goodness, wow, it is a fun job. I love it so much. I could never ask for a better job. And so let's jump in in a second with Jen. And I just want to tell you guys, I have been emancipated again because my second child has passed her test for driver's ed and she is now officially a second student driver in my home. I have one licensed driver, a second one up and coming. And oh my gosh, it goes by fast. Just when you think if you have littles running around right now that like you can't get them their bottle fast enough, know that I am now like, okay, girls, I'm going to wake up super early so that I can see you off before you head out to all your events. And I'm just so proud of you. And it's just so beautiful to see you even for a few minutes here and there, make your food, do whatever you can for these kids to keep them just knowing how loved they are and also knowing how fast time goes by. So it'll be a beautiful season when you do hit it. If you're past it, you know just what I'm talking about. Savor every moment. I know we're all telling each other the same thing. And some of us, if you're like me, who are future oriented, it is still a white knuckling process. (laughs) But alas, let's talk about immunity so that we can make sure that we are at the absolute best for our families and for each other, really, because we want to shine out there together, right? Okay, let's bring Jen on. Hey, Jen, I'm so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage Pod. Oh, I'm so happy to be back, Krista. It's such an honor whenever you ask me. I jump for the chance. Oh, I love it. And so we are all jumping for the chance to get to learn from you today and your health expertise. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I love talking about health. You know, it's one of my passions. So stop me if I go too far into it. (laughs) (laughs) No, there is no too far. We are delving in deep today. We are merging all the worlds of wellness and marriage. And I'm so excited. And I just want to start out. You guys know a lot of the time we start out asking our guests how they met. Now, we've done that with Jen. So I want to ask you, Jen, a different question. I was going to ask how have, and you guys probably might remember Jen as a 1-3 pairing with her husband, Rob, and that she's here as a coach and also the executive assistant at ENM. Let me ask you guys, what was a fun date you had recently? Okay. We really haven't had any dates lately because my parents have been sick, which is what we're going to get into. And um, it's been the holidays. So the kids have been home from school. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? We really haven't been on many. However, I want to tell mm-hmm. you about two things. First, mm-hmm. I, for Christmas, gave Rob 12 months of dates 
And I just made it up. I found it on Pinterest, but it was a cute idea that I found where you make 12 envelopes for each month. And then inside you put, make one at home date and one going out date. And so I'm really excited this weekend. We're going to do our at home date. And for that, and I don't know if he'll listen to the podcast before he opens it, but we're going to be making a vision board for our marriage or for like our family. I'm not sure how it's going to go entirely yet, depending if the kids are around and they want to participate or not. But (laughs) what I was thinking is, you know, I've kind of thought about like my vision for this next year, but and he does the same with his businesses. But what we want to do is kind of make a vision for our marriage, our family. And so that'll be our fun at home date. And then for our going out date, which whenever we get our babysitters back, we will do, we're going to do a scavenger hunt downtown and Mm -hmm. I'm making it up. So we're going to see how random this goes, but it really helps me to do dates like this to get out, um, get out of my self self-preservation one and get more into a fun seven. And so I'm planning a scavenger hunt for us downtown. So I'm going to be working on that in a few days. I may ask for some input. (laughs) And then the next most exciting thing is in two weeks, we're coming to Florida to come to the Glow Gala. So that is going to be like a nice getaway for us. (laughs) That is so cool. I'm so excited we get to see you. And we are just beaming with joy to be welcoming people to the beautiful time of year in Florida. We have our fun and our sun. I was just out there earlier this morning resting in the sun. And I'm like, this is so beautiful. I'm so grateful. So makes me happy because Jen is a sunshine girl. (laughs) So I love the sun. Yes, you appreciated it so much. It's awesome. We're talking about the sun. I'm so happy to hear you were out in it because the sun is just like the source of our main vitamin D. And realizing Mm -hmm. that I was thinking about immunity that we're going to talk more about in a little bit is the majority of people don't get enough vitamin D. So they need a supplement, especially Mm -hmm. if they live in a colder place or a place that's more cloudy, you know, they need really need that supplement, because that contributes to our immune health. But I'm like, Oh, my gosh, we're going to Florida, I'm going to get all the vitamin D, obviously, in a healthy way with some sunscreen, Mm -hmm. or hats or whatever. But Mm -hmm. it really helps us especially to get through these winter months with our moods. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Thank you for just reminding everybody of that. So whether you are putting your, you know, looking out at your blue skies or using your lights or hopefully coming to join us at the Glow Gala, that is such a great reminder of that D and especially the natural light. Wes was sharing that with us the other day because as some of the listeners know, our family has had sickness too. And so he was like, is everybody getting outside? And, you know, I think everyone's pretty much through it except one of ours is just at the tail end, but it's, it's really neat. And I'm glad you're coming and I hope you have fun plans and I love your scavenger plan. That's a great idea for people too. So let's talk about just your health training as we get started on this chat about building up immunity, because we're talking about health and body and wellness all month, and you're just the perfect person to have on. So tell us about your training, Jen. Of course. So I got certified through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It's an online training program. It's very in-depth. It's like a year program. You can do it in six months, but it's very in-depth. And there are some amazing people in it, one of who is Mr. Dark. Dr. Mark Hyman. And if you've never heard of him, I would encourage everyone to look him up and either follow him on any social media, get a book, Mm -hmm. find a podcast, anything. He is just a wealth of wisdom. And he recently wrote a new book about longevity. And one of the things I love about it is there are so many options to improving your health that it's just you kind of pick which direction you want to go. But one of the biggest things I'm passionate about is immunity. And I don't know if you know this, Krista, but do you know 70% of our immune system is in the gut? 
you know, crazy enough, I'm just learning this yesterday because we're going through anatomy and physiology. And I was shocked because I was like, okay, this is not just integrative medical people, as I was telling you yesterday, teaching us this. This is hard science. Wow. I did not know that. I know. And it really blows people away when I tell my clients this because they don't think about when they're feeling sick or they get a cold, they don't think about their gut. They're just like, okay, I caught a virus, you know, I need to take this medicine. But really, it comes down to what is your gut health like? And Mm -hmm. if you really want to fight colds, the flu, COVID, anything, you need to think about your gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. And here's the amazing thing. Even if right now, let's say you're sick, and you're like, Mm -hmm. my gut is not great. You can literally take just a make a few small changes, and it can change your gut tomorrow, because it's constantly evolving. So you can change it within within hours, within days, and it can totally turn around. Mm. And so you need to start people need to start thinking about how to feed their gut microbiome. And one of the best ways to do that is just to increase um, vegetables and fiber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great Wow. An awesome challenge that I've been learning about. And I'm actually going to try with my family next week. So if your family wants to do it, we can do it together. And maybe listeners want to Mm. as well. So it's a challenge where you try to see as many fruits and vegetables and legumes as you can consume in one week. So Mm. your goal is to try to get to 30 and you basically get a point for whatever you eat. Now, if you eat lettuce two days in a row, you only get one point for lettuce, but Mm. maybe the next day you can try to incorporate spinach Mm. or you can try to incorporate something different and to try to get to 30 by the end of the week. So my family and I, we decided last night we're going to do the challenge. Now it's obviously not ideal to do in winter when we don't have as much seasonal (laughs) produce, but we're going to try it. We'll try it again in the summer, but it would be really awesome to see if you can start, you know, incorporating more of that fiber, more just, you know, bacteria to feed your gut and to see how, what the impact it ends up making on not just your health overall, but your gut and see how you're feeling. Oh my gosh, that is fascinating. And I, I just, I mean, it was fascinating to learn even yesterday about how it is within a day. And I was, you know, they were reminding us cows are like three days and dogs are super mm-hmm. fast. And recently, side note, Jen just helped me with my dog because <laughs> I was like, Jen, why is my dog going to the bathroom at night? And she's like, the dog digestive system is very quick. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and so like, that's a side note for you listeners also in that positioning, but loving hearing this, that if we just get on it today and do this challenge with you, that we can actually start seeing changes in our immunity and in our digestive issues, which most people have something in that realm too, that they're working on. Yes. And one of the things is when people do start increasing their fruits and vegetables and their fiber, they might notice some like bloating or some discomfort. And that's totally normal. Your body's kind of getting used to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage everyone to not give up if they start to experience that and not to start to take things out of their diet, like, oh, my body just can't handle beans. Mm -hmm. Let me just take it out of my diet. It's like, there's some modifications you can do. You can Mm -hmm. soak your beans. You can cook them in a pressure cooker. You can consume more fiber earlier in the day when your body can digest it better. Mm -hmm. And then also increase your water intake. And then your Mm -hmm. body does start to adapt over time because in the process of doing this, you're also starting to heal your gut lining. And the gut lining is very porous and can easily start to become what we call leaky. And Mm -hmm. it can start to have a lot of symptoms because it hasn't been fed properly. And so that's the other thing it does. It is a healing process. And so you can start out a little bit slower. And then as you increase, it should be a little bit smoother. 
Oh, that's so good to know. Oh my gosh, because so many of us get stopped at that early stage, myself included, where you're like, hold on, did I just mess myself up? And so it's just so comforting to hear. And I know you've shared on the past, if you guys want to find Jen's episodes from the past, she shared about her journey, how she continues to learn too. And so don't feel discouraged if you've maybe in the past had some other information that deterred you. This is, as she said, Dr. Mark Hyman and multiple times bestseller. Jen has been so blessed to be trained there. Um, It is just fantastic. And one thing I do want to add, though, too, is if in this process, you're becoming bloated and uncomfortable, you can also start to do probiotics. Mm-hmm. And whether you decide to take a probiotic pill, or you just decide to eat fermented foods, either one is very effective. They actually say fermented foods are probably the best way to go. And mm-hmm. I learned an awesome fact just the other day, it said, and I have to admit, I do not like fermented foods. I tried kimchi, it did not work out. Sauerkraut makes my <laughs> stomach like recoil. I'm like, I can't do it. But do you know one tablespoon of sauerkraut has 28 strains of bacteria in it? 28. Oh my gosh. I oh know. I'm like, gosh. if I could just stomach one scoop of that. Yes. Um, or what about kombucha? Yeah. Does that qualify? Uh, it does. But the only thing you have to watch in kombucha is the sugar. So let's go oh, into sugar. Okay. I mean- yeah. I want to ask you, since we really obviously want our couples to be healthy and strong this year, how can they prevent illness. And, and, and you actually just shared some of that, but I want to ask about like how sugar plays in on that, because I know that that's a topic that everyone wants to eat less sugar, but how does that play into this whole process? Sugar is basically feeding the bad bacteria in our gut. And so what happens is I have this image of just like eating, consuming sugar, and it's feeding all the bad bacteria, and then they multiply and they take over the good bacteria. And so then it's like extra hard to get it back. And I'm not saying give up sugar. I like sugar. However, I think it's the reduction of sugar and the increase of the good things that is actually what makes the biggest difference. Um, Mm. And then figuring out things that are healthy sugars, like fruits and things like that, that are actually going to do good things for you that are still giving you that sweet. And then the other downside of sugar and even gluten is the addictive qualities. Mm -hmm. There's been research done saying, you know, sugar and gluten is similar to drugs like cocaine and heroin, just in terms of the centers that lights up in the brain. So to be able to reduce those and cut those out actually decreases the addiction. And I have quite a few clients right now who are doing, you know, dry January or sugar fast and things like that. And I just keep encouraging them and saying, you know, the longer you go without having it, the less you're going to want it. And so if you can really say, I'm not going to have sugar or alcohol for a few days, then maybe that'll compound and it'll turn into a few weeks to a few months until you don't have as much interest in it at all. Oh, that's so helpful. Just even these short-term rewards you're reminding us of, I know we've been talking about goals and systems this month, and you're letting people feel the short-term matters. You may not, you might miss it. And I know that there's you know, days when we want it more than others and we're trying to all learn better coping strategies, but you're saying every day, every hour you give yourself of health matters. There's mm. a fantastic book. It's called Tiny Habits by BJ mm. Fogg. Talking about not having like these big goals that seem unattainable. And so we don't even get anywhere near them and we give up too soon. And so his concept is just having like a tiny habit. Like I'm going to do one push up every day. Right. Mm. So I do one push up, and maybe today I do one and tomorrow I do five. Mm. Well, I not only feel like I crushed my goal, I exceeded it. Oh my gosh. Like I'm feeling so good about myself. And then the day after that, maybe I do like 
seven. And it's like, what? And all of a sudden it's this compounding thing where by the end of it, he has like researchers doing studies on this. And it's like, people do like a hundred pushups a day, but their literal goal every day is like two pushups. And it's just an amazing concept. Cool. And at first, my one brain couldn't wrap this <laughs> idea around yeah. the idea around yeah. science habits. I'm like, no big goals. But mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic way to approach, you know, health in general, especially if you are struggling. You're like, okay, maybe instead of, you know, 12 cans of soda today, I'm going to have 11. And that just making that tiny change is going to compound over time and make you more successful. Mm, wow. And that just goes so well with what we've been learning about starting small in our collective as well when we went through our goal series. So I'm really happy. And of course, we shared that on the regular pod too. So please, guys, hear it. Multiple places you're hearing this, you do not have to go big, at least not at the beginning, and just celebrate that you're starting again. So I love that. And yeah. So, but it's not just fitness, it's rest, it's balance, which you've talked a lot about. Yes. Yes. That is one thing that I think definitely I work a lot with my clients with is the balance. And we talk a lot about instincts and just, we have the social, the self-preservation and the sexual or one-to-one. And for most of us, we have the instincts we're most comfortable in and we like to stay there. For me, it happens to be self-preservation. So I love my self-care. It doesn't always mean rest though. So I'm learning more of that. Um, but it's really good to have balance within those instincts. And for me, um, my social instinct is repressed. So going to the glow gala is definitely going to be good balance for me to bring in some more social. Um, but during that weekend that I, we go, I know there's going to be a lot of one-to-one time with my husband. And also there's going to be some self-care, self-preservation time. And for me, that looks like a little bit of rest because I usually go so hard as a one and just incorporating rest in different ways that feels good for me. And so I'm teaching mm-hmm. a lot of my clients that too, is like, what is your version of rest? For some people that is taking a nap in the middle of the day. For others, it's reading a book. For others, it's a bath or it's a gentle walk. Mm-hmm. What is rest for you? And also what area do you need rest the most? Is it your body, your heart or your mind or all of them mm-hmm. in different ways? Yeah. Oh, I love that because I think we all do need the mind, body, spirit, rest, and a lot of people just check the boxes and do the hard work, uh, especially if they're in their one space or their eight space and maybe even the three. And so it's it's you've got both of those in your family and you've got both of the one and the three in your tri-type. So just hearing yeah. you say, even you can do that, like even you have learned to lean in on the self-prez. And we've talked in the past about how important instincts are in marriage. So I'm glad you're bringing that up, that people really need to just look and see those in those three. If you just balance those, those help you. How am I doing so? How am I doing with self-press? How am I doing with our one-to-one dates? And of course, you know, we totally emphasize the one-to-one here because this is a marriage pod, but I'm so grateful that you just reminded everybody of that, Jen. Thank you. Yes. And also one thing that, as we talked about, you know, making some health shifts, that's going to help you to optimize your sleep. And I know for a lot of people, they struggle with sleep and Mm -hmm. it may be something obvious where you say, okay, I just need to stop drinking coffee after 12 or having caffeine later at night or watching so much Netflix or whatever it may be. But I think also making these shifts in your health is going to help you just sleep better because it does help to balance your hormones and to make you feel better overall, which usually contributes to people falling asleep faster, staying asleep longer, and then waking up and actually feeling refreshed, refreshed Mm -hmm. the next day. Mm. Oh, that's huge. And one of my clients told me the same thing recently, and she's uh, a lot older than I. And she said, um, of course, she sees me for marriage, something totally different. But she's like, when I have bronchitis, the only thing that heals it 
is rest. And she said Mm -hmm. it from a place of age and wisdom. And I was just like, it's a great reminder because some of us run so hard. And just to be able to say, I need to find that is, it's hard to say for some of us because it's a sacrifice, but it's a worthy one. Oh, yes, it's so worthy. And I will say that since um, I have been incorporating more rest throughout my days and not going so hard, ironically, I do sleep better at night. And so rest for me might look like just sitting down and, you know, not standing up and rushing to eat lunch, but like actually sitting down or reading a book or taking that time. And then at night, I actually feel more restful which I think is amazing because I'm like, oh, maybe I wouldn't be so tired at night, but I'm actually feeling more restful. It makes me feel more balanced. And Mm -hmm. I'm definitely helping my nervous system to just calm down because there is a lot of going in Mm. the life of a one and a three, a lot of going. That's true. So this is, I mean, I keep saying it because it's so true. Like if they can learn this, you guys can learn this, whatever type you are, because there is no pairing faster than the one three, except maybe the one eight. And I had that session today already. And you know what? That one has learned it too. So it's every single person has to learn this. Um, But thank you, Jen, for reminding us that if we start this, it's a little easier Uh, If we start slowing down in the day, our brains are easier and our bodies can recognize what we're doing and then slow down faster at night. So tell us about just as far as when sickness does come, because I hope it doesn't for anybody this whole year, but just say people get colds, flus, stomach bugs, say they have some other issue with their gut. This is huge in marriage because people have so many things hit them that are unexpected and how do you try to help your clients? Because as you guys know, Jen does Enneagram in marriage and health coaching, amazingly. So mm-hmm. how do you help your clients when they're dealing with sickness when it comes into the marriage? So I think one of the biggest things that I talk to a lot of my clients about, and this varies usually by type, is just to be able to communicate to your spouse what exactly you need. Um, and so for a lot of types, that can be really difficult to share their wants and needs. And mm-hmm. so that's a really good first start, you know, it's just to say, like, what exactly do you need? Um, and for some, it's going to be to go into a self-preservation bubble and, to, you know, just to be asleep for a little bit. And for others, yeah. it's like, I need you to be by my side and I need you to, like, hold my hand and make me soup and do all the things. And then for others, it's like, I need you to tell me to rest and to kind of give me that permission. And so I think that's the first step usually is to have the self-awareness to know what it is you need and want, and then communicate that to your spouse. And then for the spouse to be willing to give that to them in their time that they truly need it, you know, within reason. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that can be really hard is in a marriage, I've heard this from, from a lot of couples. And I don't know if you experienced this, like with the man and the woman will both get sick and the man will have a man cold and he will, you know, complain and kind of take a few days off and retreat to the bedroom. And the woman will just continue to do whatever it is she Mm -hmm. does, you know, work full time, take care of the kids, do everything in the house. Mm -hmm. And in reality, it's, it does not have to be that way. And I think it's giving grace to one another. And my husband will tell me, no, go take a nap, go lay down, you don't have to do everything. And I will say, go rest. But also like, you can't, you know, just be a hermit for three days, like come out and communicate with us a little bit and to just give each other that grace and understanding is super important in the time. And then to indulge them in the ways they like to be indulged or loved Mm -hmm. upon. So Mm -hmm. Rob loves it when I make like homemade chicken soup and bring it to him in bed. That's super important to him. Um, If I'll sit with him and watch a show with him, that's really nice. Or, you know, I love it if he runs me a bath, things like that, just to kind of 
go along with their love style, I think is really important. And if people don't know that love style is similar to love languages, it's just updated. And there's seven now instead of five. So maybe you can link that in the show notes in case people haven't taken the recent test. Because I think it's so useful to be able to take that test again and to know, you know, what your current love style is because they change in different seasons. Mm, Yeah, I do too. And it's right in the marriage vows of sickness and in health. And so Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's something we can bring honor to our marriage and one another by both trying to prevent sickness as well as when we are sick, really, really serving them well. And I want to challenge everyone here to hear Jen, to serve them well, to love them. And if they're the spouse, whether whatever their uh, gender is that you say, you know, you deserve, you are worthy of rest. You deserve Mm -hmm. this time. Feel free to take it because they may have an inner critic, an inner whisper, an inner committee if they're a six, just saying, no, 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 you have to hide, you have to run. And I hope if we learned anything through COVID, it was to try to allow for that. I know our family has learned that, but something that we really needed over the Christmas break was when you're at the tail end of a sickness, don't start something new. Be Mm. willing to learn as you go along too, to say, okay, like maybe I have to shift during the cold. And then maybe as it's exiting, even though there's no more fevers or it's been a few days that I just, I give myself grace for the next couple of weeks. And I feel like people don't do that. Do you, have you noticed that? Oh, completely. And I'm so guilty of that too. I will definitely not give myself enough grace. And that's something that I think we just have to remember too, as we're healing that we actually just need to do that to be able to heal fully, Mm -hmm. whatever the sickness we're suffering from, and then not to be susceptible to something else. So a lot of times, you know, you'll hear like, oh, someone had a cold. Now all of a sudden they have a stomach bug. It's because they're not fully healed. Their immune system still really weakened. So it's like, okay, think about how can I fully strengthen my immune system as best as I can so that I'm not going to catch something else. And then I feel a lot better too. So taking that time for whatever it is you need is super important. Mm, That's so good. Yes. Thank you for just really reiterating that and, and being gracious to yourself too, to say like, nobody is perfect with this, but just you saying it to yourself, you writing it down after this podcast, you making one healthy move will change your marriage for the year because you'll be more reminded to do these good things and and also learning from us. So Jen, tell us what are some of your favorite foods or products that you take for immunity or supplements that you specifically recommend to people during their sickness or to prevent sickness? Oh, that's a great question. So like I said before, vitamin D is really important. So get that either through a supplement or the sun. I think zinc and echinacea can be useful as well, um, just Mm. to help to strengthen the immune system. Mm -hmm. I also really like elderberry. Um, Mm -hmm. You can get it in a syrup or gummy form. I would encourage you to try to find like a good brand that doesn't have a lot of sugar, but that can be helpful as well. Um, Increasing any fruits and vegetables is going to increase the antioxidants and vitamins, which is going to help. So Everyone likes to say, you know, vitamin C, if that's great, you know, you pick if you like oranges or strawberries or pick anything you like to eat. Um, I would just really discourage drinking in juice form. Usually there's a lot of sugar in in those, which is going to do the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. And then don't forget about usually we don't have much of an appetite when we're sick. And so I think one of the best things is chicken soup is good for a reason. Not only does it have, you know, some of the vegetables in it that we need that are going to give you give us those vitamins, but it also has a protein. And usually if it's made with bones, it has collagen in it. And Mm. that collagen and protein is going to help to not only fuel your body, but also to help heal your gut lining. Collagen Mm. is really important for your gut. 
And we're not eating as much meat off the bone as we used to back in, you know, caveman times. We're eating a lot of muscle meat. And so one of my favorite things to do is I'll just get either a whole chicken or a pack of chicken breasts and I'll throw it in my Instapot and cook it down. Um, It makes a great broth. And then I take all the meat off, put that back in, add the vegetables to it. And I have like literally an instant chicken soup and it's full of that collagen because when I go to like reheat it, it has, it's like that gelatinous. And I was like, Oh, I know it has so much collagen. That's great. And I eat it throughout the week. And what ends up happening is I feel like it's strengthening me before I get sick. And then if I do get Mm -hmm. sick, I'm like, Oh, this is perfect. I have it. It's ready in the freezer. So Mm -hmm. I encourage people to kind of try to be prepared with things like that. Mm, I love that. And you're really reminding me of all of us of the prevention too, by having bone broth. And you know, our family loves our soup recipes. We were just sharing them in the E&M Facebook group, but we really love and receive that as a great tip because I think every listener here knows that clear broths and like you said, bone broths as a a special recommendation Mm -hmm. with that collagen are such great deterrents of problems ahead and problems currently. So it's a win-win. Also, I've been hearing, and you probably know, lemon, straight lemon in pure form. And I took that when we were sick and I really liked that. Yes. I think any um, citrus that you can do in pure form or in food form is great to consume. I use some essential oils and I have lemon and tangerine and and orange and adding them to water or to tea has been really helpful too, just to Mm -hmm. kind of strengthen immunity that way. Mm -hmm. Um, They're also very uplifting. If you like to use oils, the, the scent of anything like that is just like gives you more energy and vitality, which I think is kind of really useful, especially when you're feeling sick and your energy is really low. True. And you really like doTERRA oils, if I remember. Yes, I would highly recommend doTERRA. There's another company called Young Living that's really good. I would discourage people from, Mm -hmm. you know, you see them in like Target or TJ Maxx and they seem like a great deal, but they're just, they're not great oils. They're full of fragrances and dyes and they're similar to candles. They're not, you know, terrible. It depends your level on health that you want to bring into your home. But if you're going to go the oils route and you want to consume them, definitely have to get something really reputable. And doTERRA is a great brand. I would encourage people to try that. And I will say that my kids also like that. I get my kids to drink even more water by putting a few drops of oils into their Mm -hmm. water. And they also really like herbal teas. So my Mm -hmm. kids aren't, they don't really drink juice. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want them to have all that added sugar. And so that's helpful for them too, to keep them very well. And it's, it's always a testament because their teachers will ask, well, it's great that they haven't had any sick days yet this year. I'm like, knock on wood, fantastic, because they have strong immune systems because they do practices like this. And when you start them out young, when their, you know, immune systems are more fragile, and they strengthen them and build them early on, it really just helps them later in life as well. So that's something to think about if you have young children of Mm. thinking about that now, because it's such a benefit to them as they get older. Hmm. Oh, that is so cool. I love hearing that and just keeping them away from juice as much as possible and giving them better spaces for really digesting. I actually want to ask a a question off of this. I know that I really enjoy the Green Brothers, the 
um, the crash course guys who do the anatomy and physiology. And they, at the end of their digestive video, of course, give a Metamucil commercial. But I was like, okay, <laughs> hold on. This is a commercial. This is no longer the lesson. But what do you recommend to kids who have digestive issues who aren't quite as likely? You said the, the food challenge, but what are your favorite ways? Would you like something like Metamucil or would you really prefer instead of juice that they do uh, a good seed bread? What would you recommend for anyone who's maybe not as likely to eat veggies? Yeah, I think that's one thing that's really hard is the veggies are really essential. And so there's, there's studies that are done. And a lot of parents, what happens is they give their kids a fruit or vegetable like three times, there's studies that are done. And I think it's like it has to be introduced 10 to 20 times. It's a really, really high number. And Mm -hmm. so one thing that I've talked to people have, have like two or three year olds that are just very picky. And then what happens is you're tired and you give in and you give them the mac and cheese and chicken nuggets or whatever. When Mm -hmm. in reality, you just have to keep introducing it. And truly, if they get hungry enough, they're going to eat it. And then there's other ways when my kids were young, and they went through those phases, I would hide the fruits and vegetables in their food. Like I, I would puree, yes, I like, you know, like spinach into the, mm. you know, tomato sauce or whatever. You just hide yes. it in there. And mm-hmm. then over time, like their taste buds are actually mm-hmm. tasting it. They just don't realize mm-hmm. that's what they're tasting. And then mm-hmm. later on, they're more likely to eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I mentioned this before, but just always keeping fresh cut fruits and vegetables like on hand. So when my kids are like, um, they're hungry, just grab the fruit and veggie tray, just like mm-hmm. grab that, you know, like it's, that's what's available to them. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what they know their option is. Mm-hmm. that they, there's not another option. So if they're truly hungry, they will eat it. And I just encourage parents don't give up. I know it's hard. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like you're doing them such a disservice if you just give in because later in life, you want them to have that strong gut microbiome that mm-hmm. deters those diseases. Yes. Because unfortunately, the getting sick a lot leads to antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And antibiotics kill your gut microbiome. And then mm-hmm. you're back at zero mm-hmm. again, and you have to build it up again. Yeah. And so that's the other thing is just like, remembering that, you know, five days of an antibiotic antibiotic can remove a third of your microbiome. Mm, wow. And then and the it's veggies. even more tender when yeah. you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. You have to give them to them. And I love that Instagram account by Jennifer Anderson, kids eat in color. And mm. I'm glad you reminded us of that tip. And that's a great website for people to go to who have littles. Mine are older and have had these, like you said, like hiding it in Jessica Seinfeld had a big book back then. Deceptively mm-hmm. delicious. And we really I have that book. That's yeah, it was so good. My, my kids yeah. still love those hummus recipes and the colleague Mac. And it's it's a fun oh, yep. thing that you can do that. But you're reminding us of this even simpler tip, which is just putting it out every single time you're eating, making that what's available and fast, the sugar snap peas, whatever it is. And um, like you said, the uh, keeping things that are, you said, um, like the kombucha and and things that are fermented. I know one of our um, friends works at a pharmacy and she's like, oh man, whenever I babysit the pharmacist kids, I open the fridge and the whole fridge has fermented things and it smells so bad, but they're so healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And having them on hand and you'll be surprised. It's so interesting to me. Like my kids love kombucha. I don't really like it. I can barely like drink a sip of it, but like, it's a treat, like, because it's like $4 a bottle to get the good stuff. And my kids will be like, please mommy, can we have kombucha? And I'm like, okay. You know, like if that's the treat you're asking for at the grocery store and not the cookies, I will buy it for you. But it's also just letting them have those opportunities to try the things and not just one thing, make mistake that I've made before is like, I don't buy sauerkraut. So my kids have never tried it. 
They mm-hmm. tried it at their grandparents' house and they like it. So now I'm buying sauerkraut because they like it, you know? Yes. Um, let them try foods that even you don't like. And then it yes. might encourage you like, okay, I'll try a bite too because I know it has those 28 strains in it. So mm-hmm. I will eat stomach one bite. <laughs> and I, I want people to take these tips tongue-in-cheek for their uh, kids in their family if it's their spouse who doesn't like the veggies, like not just mm-hmm. are their adult kids in that way. Like I don't want you to patronize them, but just take the tips and take, you know, don't force though, as Jen and I have talked before, like you can't force wellness on a spouse. You are, you know, really trying to show them like I can control me to a degree. I can sh- control my body to a degree, but what I can't control, I'm going to be strong and stoic and loving and I'm going to mm-hmm. model for you what to do. Yes. So I really want to reiterate that. Um, last question I have for you, Jen, involves ACV. A lot of people love it. I wanted to ask you with apple cider vinegar, do we take it at certain times of day? Cause I'm thinking the acid, just learning about all these different things. I'm figuring there's a time of day or with or without food that might be best if we want to try that too. So that is a great other suggestion is it can definitely help to improve the acid in your stomach. And some people really like to take it right before meals. I heard a great tip recently for those people that can't just like take a tablespoon of it at one time. I can't do that. It's just too acidic for me. Um, it's just making a salad dressing with it, which I actually did yesterday. Yeah. And I did apple cider, apple cider vinegar, um, olive oil. And I definitely encourage like olive oil as opposed to some of the bad seed oils. Those mm-hmm. lead to a lot of inflammation. Um, olive oil and I just put some spices in it I actually put a few drops of oils in it including uh, oil that I have cilantro um, Mm. and water and I shook shook it up really well and I poured that over some greens and I ate that before I ate like we were having chili last night so I kind of ate this arugula salad with that dressing on it beforehand and one thing I think that it truly does is it coats the lining of your stomach it makes it stronger Mm. and it allows you to digest your food properly because I know that in the past I've got and very bloated from all the beans and chili. And so me too. I did that and I had the chili and I didn't have any bloat. Now I don't know if it's a hundred percent attributed to that or other factors as well, mm-hmm. but I do know that it helped. And so I'm like, okay, I can do this. And it also gets me away from the bad um, salad dressings. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, a lot of the salad dressings have bad seed oils. They have canola oil, they have, you know, sunflower oil in them. And mm-hmm. those are really inflammatory in your body. And mm-hmm. so if you can try to make your own dressing with apple cider vinegar and olive oil, it's going to do a huge benefit in so many ways. Mm. Wow. I love hearing that. And you guys know my brother is a very detailed, deep person with his five wing, and he is just all about ACV and a lot of the most important things Jen said today too. And I'm sure you guys have been taking some of this already that you knew and you're wanting to add your tips. Now, Jen is available. I want to just remind everybody for you, Jen, that Jen is available if you need a specific health coach. And she also helps women with cycle syncing and everything they need for the month because that affects everything too. So can you let everyone know where to find you? They know where to find you for E&M, but how about just your own coaching practice? Thank you, Krista. So I am at Jen Johnson Health Coaching. That's all one word. And Jen is with two N's. And my biggest passion is hormone health because I think Mm -hmm. women don't have enough knowledge about their hormones. And so what happens is when things start to shift in our thirties into our forties and fifties, we just don't understand what the changes that are happening. And so we can actually learn to work with our hormones and not fight against them to be 
you know, to have a smoother month all like in all the phases, all four phases of the cycle. And then also just it greatly contributes to our moods. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of women out there who are like the week before my period, don't even talk to me. (laughs) Well, we can help fix that. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of, you know, balancing some things, adding some vitamins, especially magnesium. Women are usually very low in magnesium Mm -hmm. that can help a lot with hormones. And just to give you like a smoother overall lifestyle so that you feel better and that you don't have those fluctuations you're experiencing. Oh, that is uh, so encouraging for men and women to hear that, that there's hope in this area. So please share her info. It will always be in our show notes too for you from this episode, but you can also contact us anytime you need. You probably know Jen's email over at Enneagram and Marriage, but it's Enneagram and Marriage, J-E-N-N at gmail.com if you want to ask her there too. But we just appreciate you so much for coming, Jen. Thank you so much for this. Oh, thank you so much, Krista, for having me. And I know I spurted out a lot of health info and I know it might be overwhelming for some, but just if you take one little thing, that would just bless my heart so much because one little change can compound into others and it can bring better health into your household. And I just heard a quote this morning on a Dr. Hyman podcast, actually, that I just have got to share before we say goodbye. And it was leave the food that man made and eat the food that God made. And if you can remember that, then it's just going to change your whole, your whole life, your whole Mm. philosophy about food. Oh, and we're worth it. You know, like so many times it's, I'm rushing, I can't, or I can do it for others, but not for myself. So we invite you into understanding that you're beloved and that you have good foods available. And we're just grateful that we know you're making, like Jen said, just the one small change, celebrate it when you do it. And that will lead to more small changes. Thank you, Jen. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Krista. And I'll see you soon at the dance. (laughs) Sounds great. I can't wait. That was so helpful. I loved all the ideas Jen gave us. We are so blessed to have her wisdom and her strength on our team. I'm so glad I get to see her soon. Maybe you too, if you want to come to the gala. Also, if you want to join us as an Enneagram and Marriage certified coach, make sure you check out EnneagramandMarriage.com. You can gather all of our freebies, all of our resources at EnneagramandMarriage.com, along with all of Jen's info in the show notes. Okay, we will see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.